Welcome back to DC Cinematic Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze Zack Snyder's Justice League by each individual minute. My name is Nathan. You can find me on all social media at NoClutchNate. And my name is Mark. You can find me on all social media at Mark Meadows. And I'm Cass, and you can listen to me on over 600 episodes of Lord of the Rings Minute. <laughs> oh, yeah. And it'll take you so long, and you'll enjoy it. Uh, oh, thank please. you. Yeah, of course. Go listen to it, everybody. Um, thanks for joining us again. Yeah. Uh, we're today, we are back here talking about minute number 127 of the aforementioned Zack Snyder's Justice League. This minute's going to start out with the Nightcrawler uh, pulling away from the flood, and the minute's going to end with a little bit of a scene change where we got Steppenwolf uh, watching the electricity crawl up his uh, metal-clad arm. <laughs> yeah, so we, we've reached the end of the, the Metropolis Project tunnel fight. Uh, the Nightcrawler has crawled out of the wreckage, I think that's a reference to something else. Yeah. Um, and then we do go back to Pajorna where we uh, meet the villain who just escaped that battle, uh, Steppenwolf. And he's he's been called by the mother boxes for something. Cass, what is your thoughts on Steppenwolf? Okay. So <laughs> <laughs> let's get into it. The floor is yours by all means, Captain. Is Scott the one that told you that I liked Steppenwolf? <laughs> A, a number of people have <laughs> said something about it. I, you okay. know, we, Scott Corelli, Nick Jimenez, Norman. Okay. Several people have mentioned you like this character. Um. So uh, for context, I guess, I did not see the original cut of Justice League whenever it came out in, oh, good. in 2017, okay. I guess. Excellent. Um, and uh, when the Snyder Cut um, images started appearing... Um, I remember like seeing this walking like I don't thing this this pointy boy and I'm like why <laughs> is he so pointy who hurt him <laughs> so I just kind of like gravitate and I like villains um mm-hmm. so I just kind of like gravitated and I I didn't know um I I've read some Superman comics um and I haven't watched a lot of the animated stuff so I had no idea about any of this about like Darkseid about uh like Apocalypse about like all of those characters. Um so before um the Snyder cut came out I think it was it was Scott that made me a uh, like a a list of of episodes to watch of like the Superman animated series and I think it was like a couple of Justice League Unlimited ones too um and he's just like here's a primer about all of this nonsense um and so I watched all of them and I'm like this is this is my shit I (laughs) I love like I said last time I love wacky space stuff and fantasy politics and like they all sit in that weird Venn diagram of things oh yeah um and I just think his design is absurd. Like, but like affectionately, like, I don't, I don't know. Like, the armor is so, um, I guess for lack of a better term, like alien. Um, yeah. And I like that it's kind of like weirdly, like it has a mind of its own. Yeah. Like it's constantly moving so. and shifting. And like, why is he, why is he like a walking cactus? Like, what? <laughs> what? He's so he angry. <laughs> yeah. It's almost like uh, 
that idea that like you've been hurt emotionally so you have like thick skin yeah. and he took it like literally and he's like yeah yeah I, I, can, I can no longer wear my emotions on my sleeves it's now covered in armor yeah. and spikes yeah. <laughs> he needs a hug and like a grilled cheese cut diagonal i don't know like <laughs> it's like literally do not touch me do not yeah, hug yeah. me I, the spikes will come out <laughs> it's like a frayed cat like don't don't come near me mm-hmm. I, I will say though I don't really like the the it's uh, the the vocal filter. Um, I think yeah we yeah it's kind of distracting. But other than that, I don't know. Ten out of ten, no notes. I love this pointy boy. <laughs> so we were talking with Niall and John about how Steppenwolf in the theatrical version. Have you seen that? Have you gone back to see? Oh no no. I'm- okay okay. <laughs> Oh, good for you. Um, yeah, so so in the theatrical cut, the other Steppenwolf, Kieran Hines will voice Steppenwolf, just the voice, mm-hmm. no modulation, no no alien, you know, Zeno inflection. Uh, and, but in this version, yes, there there is that a modulation of the voice as well. Dasad, voiced by Peter Guinness, would do the same thing. Mm-hmm. We kind of question whether Darkseid is um you know because it's voiced by ray porter and he's like a phenomenal voice actor um we don't know exactly if he if that's voice modulated as well just maybe a little bit but he he's Probably always been known to a little bit but he's always been known to do you know that kind of voice and um but yeah for for kieran hines in this version of the movie it is modulated a bit to give it that kind of like it's an alien talking mm-hmm. not just kieran hines mm-hmm. voicing a cgi character so yeah, it, we we did talk about it a few weeks ago about how it could be a little marble mouthy, you know. Yeah. So, but um, yeah, no, great, uh, great character. That we're gonna be talking about this character for, uh, I want to say, you know, today, Wednesday, and and Thursday's minute, uh, and we get into a pretty uh, groundbreaking, literally. Uh, moment for the for the character in this movie but yes um let's let's talk about it real quick with the justice league as they're escaping the last part of the ventilation tower um you know nathan last yesterday you pointed out something that didn't sit well with you doing it minute by minute um for me there was one one thing in this minute that i thought was kind of uh i don't want to say weird but it is interesting that this happens um in the movie but as the team is climbing this ventilation tower, they've reached the top. The music doesn't change or get cut or anything, but you can see the camera will sort of swing around the, the nightcrawler from a bird's eye view. It shows the whole team as they're hanging on. Underneath them is the flood as it's carrying all the wreckage and debris underneath them, so they've evaded it. And then the, the, the camera will cut to a new shot still bird's eye view of of cyborg then breaking out of the 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 um the cockpit of this nightcrawler and flying off and i thought that was so weird that the camera would you know go through this whole sweeping motion it's kind of a long take of the justice league hanging on and then still cut to almost the same exact shot but you know kind of uh rolled 180 Mm -hmm. and i thought i was like that's such a weird shot i've never really seen that because normally when you cut you cut to a different shot, but it's almost like cut to the same shot, but it's not, it's not cut for length. It's it's just completely new. And it's so bizarre to me. Like if I saw that seeing it minute by minute, I go, that's, they could have done that better. I think there may have been a, a, a cleaner way to transition cyborg breaking out, but um, I understand why they did it, but that, that was just something 
that I had to nitpick. So mm-hmm. that one was on me. Um, <laughs> just I think breaking it up from where we left off yesterday throws off the pacing of the jump cut for you a little bit. Um, but also this could very well be a time where you could shave off two seconds of something and it's like well there you go Mm. or maybe they did do that and that's the the cause of the of the weird jump cut yes so in in the 2017 version uh cyborg will break out of the cockpit he'll fly up into the sky and it will actually linger there a little bit longer because then they they do an adr with ezra miller where they say uh did he just leave us? And then, you know, they're kind of left hanging on the Nightcrawler. Yeah. Um, and it's just kind of like uh, it, 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 it powers beat. off because he's left it. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, yeah. Of course, there's a beat there. Um, but in here, you know, like you said, they, the Nightcrawler climbs up, it powers down. Um, and, and like you said, you could shave off a few minutes because this is going to sweep up into that bird's eye view. Whereas if you just kind of cut with it lined up, with the Nightcrawler vertically, then you can cut to Cyborg breaking out. And like I said, of course, I see the reason for it because these are these are stunt performers in the suits hanging on to something, probably like a green screen hanging on. And then when Cyborg breaks out, that's a completely CGI shot. Yeah. So, of course, mm-hmm. they have to cut. Yeah. But so it just it could be a moment like that where you say, yeah, maybe maybe not four hours and 10 minutes long. Maybe we, maybe we can take off a few seconds here and there. (laughs) Um, the only, the thing that I, uh, that kind of just sticks out the most, um, obviously is, uh, the fact that it just, you know, that he just stops the night crawler, gets out and goes, Mm -hmm. uh, more so the fact that he knows exactly where to stop the night crawler, uh, at the water level. That's, that's awesome. That's cool. It's, I've seen Deep Blue Sea and, you know, other things where they're in a pressurized underwater thing and the water's rising. It's like, oh, well, you're out of options. That I, that water doesn't stop sometimes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, He couldn't just help the team get up to the very top of that tower. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Deep Blue Sea. Thomas Jane, LL Cool J. You remember that? You said, what a, a movie. movie. Yeah. What a picture. <laughs> Deep Blue Sea. I can't yeah. remember the female lead. I'm sorry. The scientist? Yeah, I can't remember her name. Oh. The ru- the the rubber the, the one of the best like shark monster kills in a movie, honestly. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Seriously. I really like shark movies. I'm terrified of sharks. You yeah, you have like shark phobia, whatever that's yeah, called. Yeah. <laughs> but I can't cool. stop watching shark movies. That's so baby. funny. <laughs> I got I to gotta know my enemy in and out. <laughs> <laughs> Studying sharks in case he has to fight one one day. I mean, fight? Yeah, just, right. There's no just, chance. Just whap just him on the, the nose. nose. Yep. <laughs> Frozen. No. He's going to be like that boy in Jaws, just completely in shock. Can't do anything. <laughs> That's a Brody kid. Yeah, that was in uh, the third one. Or that the fourth the first one. one. That's oh. the very first movie. You've been oh, yeah, watching too many happened. shark movies. I've, I've seen them all, baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, yeah. So um, that's that's all I had for for the Justice League. Does anyone have any other notes for Nightcrawler scene? I do think it's funny that he just leaves. Um, yeah, and he doesn't yeah. like go all the way up the 
the tent, the tunnel or the tower. He's just like, okay, bye. <laughs> yeah, and and it's so interesting too. Like, like what what is the reason to leave so suddenly? I mean, we'll see him later in the week. We'll you know we'll come back on Friday to talk about cyborg. Mm-hmm. We'll get the but, sense of urgency, but a little context goes a long way sometimes. Yeah, he just he just ups and leaves. Is this supposed to be uh, another? piece of we aren't working as a team so it's kind of like everyone abandoned ship come on you're you're able body get up get up to the top of the tower uh you know there's like you said nate there's no context for for the reason for leaving mm-hmm. so we're just left with uh abandonment uh and and maybe on friday we have reason for that but yeah uh again, i mean like no- it, it works out in my opinion it works out right but if you go the same route with like an ADR type thing, you know what they did in 2017 with with Ezra Miller and the Flash doing that line, you could have just done the same exact thing with ADR with Ray and being like, I gotta go, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I gotta go. Yeah. I'll explain later. You know that kind of thing. Yeah, we we see sometimes your kids the... Marty and he flies away. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes he has the 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 mother box is a way for him to communicate with technology, understands uh, what's at stake and what's important. So there could have always been like, you know, explaining why he has to leave. Maybe it's meant to be a surprise later in, in, in week one, one thirty or minute one thirty. Yeah. Um, but you, but yeah, just, just total abandonment. It actually would have worked to keep the ADR in, but of course that, that was done. That was written by Joss Whedon right. post, post, uh, post Zack Snyder's leave. So obviously not included. I got to tell you something, and this is something that I remember from when we watched it the first time around. Um, I was unclear about the fact that the um, mother boxes talk. In this. So, oh, sorry, I'm skipping back to the next scene. Um, but that was another thing. It's a that good segue. Like, okay, great thing. <laughs> it, so, it goes both ways. It, it, so like it, it goes into why Cyborg had such haste in him. Um, so I was unclear that there was communication um, at first. I just remember thinking like, I don't, I don't know. Uh, I guess until the end is when I realized that they were actually, you know, sentient or something of the nature. Mm-hmm. Um to me, a mother box is just like, you know, it's it's an all-powerful, I don't want to call it a MacGuffin or, or change anything. Change machine. <laughs> yeah, it is, it's the change machine. Like, that's exactly what it is. Um, and it's, it, and it is a device. So, uh, I never really considered the fact that there was communication all that much. Um, I do know that, you know, they ping and they do, you know, things in comics, but that's a completely different world. Right. Um, it's at least, it's at least not the same continuity. Um, from this and that's just something that we learn about Mm -hmm. the mother boxes um so with cyborg leaving in such haste and then the next scene is backed up with steppenwolf receiving a communication uh i'm now in my all insight right now i'm led to believe that cyborg is also receiving the same exact communication probably a little bit earlier because steppenwolf did had to travel and he like had to ask me like what are you trying to tell me you know if cyborg's connected to the mother boxes he at least got that information instantaneously and was like oh yeah okay third one i gotta protect like i gotta go but at least that could have been like you know 
instead of doing a crazy crane shot of of the 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 heroes on the back of the nightcrawler you could have done a like a that's so raven another <laughs> thing in the cyborg's eye you know going in and like and doing the- something similar to what Steppenwolf is doing so um, because he's getting electricity and having a vision cyborg could have done the same thing and had a vision would the box that um, that cyborg has though would that have been able to communicate with him because it's not awake it's it's still a part of him like it's awake within him it you like I'm led to believe that um, uh, we're gonna call it man's mother box which is the one that was gifted to the kings of men Uh or whatever you want to do that mother box is still in a dormant state, but it is, uh, it's, st- it still used its essence to, um, to create cyborg, fix, to create Victor. So yeah. like it still exists in him. It's, you know, cyborg quote unquote. <laughs> yeah. So do you think that he's getting this same vision or is it just like calling yes. out? Oh, okay. That's interesting. I think he's getting told the same exact information because um, the three mother boxes are communicating with each other. It's just the third one that Cyborg has, it's not communicating with the two because it's sleeping. Right. But Cyborg is awake. So he technically is a mother box. Huh. So he's probably receiving the same communication that the two other ones are getting. And he's like, oh, snap. But at least, you know, he's his own person and, you know, not hive mind and can can decipher it and, and do his own free will kind of thing instead of just... I don't know. Hmm. Going yeah, into there, a trance and having to look at a vision kind of thing. It's it's more of just like an understanding. So when Cyborg rescues his father from Steppenwolf and he crushes that like apocalyptic spider droid and you know Steppenwolf looks at Cyborg and says, "Oh, you were born from her and like the mother boxes." And so I think of course then you may be able to argue like, "Okay, well there's there's a connection being established here that, you know, he's too he's too close to the enemy for his own good." Um, the mother boxes, as we know, they, they were activated with the death of Superman because now the mother boxes no longer live in fear that they can thrive here and they're, um, they're ripe for the taking. Mm -hmm. So yes, we, we have two mother boxes in the possession of Steppenwolf. They are, um, part of the unity that's, that's being created here. We need a third one. Um, Cyborg is keeping the third one dormant, but because he is, um, created from that mother box, I think it is um, kind of like a conduit. He is he is uh, a little too close. Where he's, he is, um, the other mother boxes are starting to recognize where that third one may be, mm-hmm. and 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 it's because of that that maybe he's um, uh, he's starting to get the idea that okay, that that mother box needs to be secured again, yeah, uh, and brought to the Justice League for for safeguard. Um, that, that leads us to Prajorna where Steppenwolf is, you know, the, well, he, he disappeared from the battle regardless. He left the battle. He won. He was victorious. Um, he teleported away. And then as he gets here, we see the mother boxes pinging. And, um, something that I thought was interesting was there, uh, I, I don't know if it's, if it's meant to be an Easter egg or, or or what, but when we get to Prajorna, excuse me, there is like a hotel, uh, in the street, uh, and it says like uh, Zivonit or something like that in, in, in Cyrillic and Russian well, with the number 86. I don't know exactly what that's meant to, to be, 
per se, but I know that that translates to call, like like C A, like call, like phone call, mm-hmm. like maybe. So maybe you know, maybe the mother boxes are calling. <laughs> uh, so maybe that that's what they meant there. Uh, so Steppenwolf comes comes home, and there's a there's a message on the answering machine, and of course, <laughs> Steppenwolf <laughs> comes to hit hit the play button on it, but. Um, Overall, really cool. We, we kind of get a shot of how Prejornov is, is developing because when we got here, uh, you know, we first talked about this, Nathan. It, it's like he just stepped into what would be Pripyat in, 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 in the real world. And so Prejornov is the DC version of it. And so it was all very like uh, derelict and, and, and left to abandon by the, um, the nuclear meltdown that happened. And now that he activated the second mother box and built that defenses and, you know, he upgraded his base. Uh, now, now we kind of see the growth. And as you were talking the other day, Nathan, it kind of has like that um, fourth world overgrowth Yeah, is now taking over Prejornov. Um Yeah. It's a little bit, um, I, I guess I would say less. The, the thing that I was pointing out the most is really like the Kirby dots that were appearing uh, mm-hmm. as the um the fortress was being constructed um but still there's this element of um light and organics within Pajornov now mm-hmm. and that mm-hmm. is very of fourth world um, yes so like that's just a really cool thing a fun thought to think about is um this sign that you had pointed out um the the, the neon still on <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the power from the mother boxes has created electricity again. We know we have power, and those tubes did not break at all during yeah. a, a, a meltdown of a reactor. So that's that says something. That's some good yeah. craftsmanship. Um, yeah, I mean, you get the, get your uh, get your Pajornov, uh custom neon signs. They yeah. never break. It's a gold mine of copper wires. So yeah. Um, but yeah, the uh, the the tendrilness and the uh, um, uh, what do you what do you call it? The, yeah, it's like the organic. It's like kind of like a ventricle uh, like system, a nervous system, capillary. Like lung, yeah. yeah, lungs and um, blood vessels and kind of looks like that. Um, and so that or I even think is like a, a like an amniotic sac. Yeah, um, those are a little bit more akin to um, I think the the newer rendition of apocalypse um instead of it being um you know fourth world is all like organics and stuff a little bit later than that um they did a lot of like <laughs> steampunky uh industrialism really fire pits and whatnot um mm-hmm. uh but then now it's a little bit more back to the organic and alien kind of you know vibe with you know uh like the pear demon uh, nest with the with the egg sacks and whatnot. Um, so yeah, it's it's it looks really cool. I really like um, this shot. Uh, one of the things that um, Pajornov now is like an obvious call to is um, just crisis with red skies because under this big dome, it's just all red. Um, mm-hmm. So it's very like, uh, uh, what do you what do you, what do you call it? Setting. Uh, like a direct establishing shot the, of yeah. like, hey, this is like in this moment here on planet Earth, this is akin to the crises that are happening. Yeah, and I, I think it it always goes back to, you know, the the mother boxes, cyborg, 
and some of the newer stuff that happened on Krypton before its destruction was like, hey, we were getting more and more technologically advanced and we lose our way with, with how organic things used to be. So in Man of Steel, when we first talked about that first 20 minutes, its history shows that they things were very organic and like they had a lot of uh, attunement with the the organic world and and then now we kind of see Steppenwolf has to go back to that a little bit because since the old gods or I don't know who how the new gods were defeated in the hero of ages then you know as Steppenwolf is using the mother boxes to again bring their defenses online that it's like it's organic again like we're you know using our organic technology again because we don't have that newer technology that we lost anymore so we've gone back to the old ways as they say yeah um, it's also like um the mother boxes themselves even i think diana makes a point to to mention that they are you know uh bioorganics and technological things so mm-hmm. like that uh, that yeah. that that um uh, what whatever you call it, like that exists. Um, what she says, she calls it biomechatronic. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> cool. That's a cool word. Yeah. Um, I, but yeah, like, go for oh, it. Oh, uh, I think it's interesting because um, uh, earlier when we were talking about the the dome, um, Mark mentioned that it looked kind of like like an amniotic sac, like a womb. And I think it's interesting that like we have all of this like imagery of of like. Uh, like organic um life and like processes and like even the name like mother box like that it it like it, it it's about like life but then like yes. their end goal is like the destruction of everything like he's literally i mean we'll talk about it next minute but like the the anti-life stuff so i think that is kind of like an interesting um dichotomy of of things going yeah. on with with these these guys Yes, absolutely. That was again something we talked about with Man of Steel is um, so many things in Man of Steel in the first twenty minutes on Krypton um, were about uh, you know some things looked phallic in nature or something like that, mm-hmm. and it, and and um, a lot of that was on purpose to show that Krypton used to once be like this fertile place where organically we you know we made our own children. We didn't you know make them born of this genesis matrix chamber you know and and we used to be a very naturally inclined species but as we got more and more technologically advanced we we everything became so imperialistic including the way that we um create life Mm -hmm. and so of course it led to the destruction of their planet they used up all their resources they respected nothing naturally um and so uh, at the end of the day the planet itself did not have the life to live, uh, and so it, it then collapsed. And 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 the same thing with um, with um, the apocalypses here. It could be that they they consume life mm-hmm. as energy, and they want they 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 absorb it all the time. Even though their quest is for the anti life equation, they um, they see other life as just energy to be consumed. And so yeah, mm-hmm. maybe. You know, maybe that is maybe uh, a womb isn't too far off for for the the allegory of of this uh, stronghold. Mm-hmm. You know, um, but yes, the, I think maybe that was something uh, Jack Kirby had always uh, envisioned. Maybe, 
maybe that's not for us to say. Maybe that's always been in in the uh, the fundamentals of this, uh, the lore and the universe of, of fourth world and stuff like that. So um, this is just us guessing. Or, you know, it, it's also been um, Zack Snyder has done it from time to time as well, um, putting those things in there. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, Steppenwolf will come here. Uh, he'll come back home. Uh, all the all the parademons that kind of like take a step back and in, in sudden shock as he teleports down. He's kind of all pissed and he's like, you know, what's going on? What are you calling me for? Um, and then he communes with the mother box. It's somehow speaking to him. And then as he goes to touch the mother box, we'll see that electricity um, trail up his arm as he tries to understand what's happening to him. Mm-hmm. So um, that's all I had for this minute. Anything else from you guys? Um, um, I th- go for I it. have one question about these the boxes. Um, Please. Are are the colors because um, like one's yellowish and one's like red tint, and then the the one that um, the Justice League has uh, or Cyborg Cyborg has is like blue. So like, mm-hmm. is that just the color that's assigned to them, or is that like the order in which they like woke up, or is that just like here's three colors that look good together and we're going to use them <laughs> arbitrarily uh what do you what do you guys think um well if we go back to how comic book mother boxes uh were colorized especially in the 80s um they did have the primary colors of red yellow orangish uh and blue mm-hmm. um so that is probably a call to it okay um there's also a couple of things that we had noticed uh, when they were first introducing the mother boxes in the beginning of this movie, um, and that is that their colors kind of correlated with the group of people that they were tasked to protect. Um, so, like, the colors did exist they, uh, before, especially oh, okay. when we see it a little bit later um, in, in past Earth. The colors are still the same. But it's pretty cool that when the different uh, cultures or when the different groups of people, um, man, Amazon, and uh, Atlantean, when they take their boxes, um, they do have a little bit of uh, complementary, you know, visuals to them, especially mm-hmm. in the scenes that are shown uh when they they do their whole yeah when they when they make their like um like the shell that protects yeah yeah. so tomb they yeah so if we look back at themiscira and they're hardening the first mother box with the power of the sun that whole room is red right like they're like dusting red yeah something on it Like, like the red sunlight is like baking it um, and then in, in, in Atlantis, I think it's like that shell and like the octopus like mm-hmm. eats it and gives back like this pearl, pearlized uh, mother yeah. box. Mm-hmm. So I think it's very yellow, I think, if I remember correctly. And then, of course, when the humans just decide, oh, we'll just bury it six feet underground. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's like a kind of like a blue forest and mm-hmm. it has like a blue color to okay. it. So, yeah, it, it there it's kind of um, defined in that color. Mm-hmm. So I think audiences can remember which one is which and and like its history and be like oh red was the mother box of the amazons and the blue one is the mother box of man and so that they understand the colors and then we think or i think really um that there's that video game mentality of like i have the yellow stone the red one and 
you know, I have the Nairu stone and the in the Din one and um I don't remember Zelda stones, but you know, it's it has it's like I, I have them all. Yeah. Exactly. There you go. Thank you. Um yeah, so it has that video game mentality. Seven Wolf has two, yellow and red, so now he needs the blue one. So That makes sense. All right. Well, we're going to wrap up for today. If you've enjoyed today's show, please consider leaving us a five-star review. It really does help the show and it helps new listeners discover the show as well. If you'd like to join in on the conversation, you can find us on Twitter at DCEU Minute. And if you'd like bonus content, we have a Patreon for just $3 with tons of other podcasts to listen to. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll catch you here next time on DC Cinematic Minute.